1: been gripped by some things that we can't get out of by our own strength. But in His strength, by His power, today can be your salvation. You don't have to do a thing but to acknowledge it and confess it to the Lord.
2: Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
1: Today's message is entitled Remembering Jesus. Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget Calvary, I must remember. That's why we're going to have the communion service today, remembering his broken body and his shed blood. How Jesus drank the cup of our sins in Gethsemane and then went to Calvary and poured out his life's blood in atonement for our sins. Friend, today there's nothing you or I have to do to receive salvation but to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and invite him to come into our life. It's the easiest thing in the world to become a born-again Christian. Hear this message and know that God loves you so much. So very, very much. You, me, and all the people of the world. Let's give our hearts our all to Jesus. Come with me into the sanctuary. Hear the message. And let's have a new and enlivened appreciation for the broken body and shed blood of our dear Savior, Jesus. Remembering Jesus. Remembering Jesus. The inspiration for this sermon today came from an article that I read in Christianity Today, the September issue, 2017 issue. I just got it, I think it was last week. The article is entitled, In Memory of These, and it was written by a lady named May Mayfield, Mrs. Mayfield. The story is about a black man who was lynched in 1902 in Coons Bay Oregon for a crime that he had committed I read that story it stirred my heart it made me think of Jesus and in every respect as I read that story I thought Jesus was lynched in the garden they came with clubs and with torches Now, the man that was lynched, a long ago, Tucker, committed what is thought to be a crime. It was alleged, but he was never given a trial. No judge, no jury, no trial lawyers. No one will ever know whether he actually did commit the crime. If he did, obviously he should be punished. But if there had been a trial... And he was condemned, found guilty. Yes, punishment. But he may have been found innocent and released. But the mob, the society wouldn't allow that to happen. And they took that man's life. We'll never know whether he was innocent, whether he was guilty. A mob, a large disorderly crowd of people bent on destruction and rioting lynching is a mob bent on destruction and rioting out to do something very very terrible very hideous very barbaric without any proof whatsoever And it has gone on and on for a long, long time. But the interesting thing is, Jesus allowed it to happen. And you and I are going to come to this table and remember that your Savior was lynched for you and me. That you and I might live eternally. Now he said... No one takes my life from me. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. He indeed laid his life down. Three days he took it back again. But he backed away, and he put his hands behind him, so to speak. And he said, come on, hell, and do all you can. Don't do it to my loved ones. Do it to me. That's what we're coming here to remember. Remember? This is the most holy and sacred of all services, worship services. And we're coming to this table in just a moment. Well, let me go back to the story of Jesus, remembering Jesus. We're going to go back to the upper room where he instituted the Lord's Supper. And we're going to now follow him after he institutes the Lord's Supper into Gethsemane. We're going to watch the lynching take place and then the fulfillment at Calvary where he was actually crucified with absolutely no evidence. He who is without sin, who never committed a crime, who is was perfect in every way. He wasn't given a fair trial and no one produced any evidence. But he laid his life down for you and me. Friend, I want you to know what you're doing when you come to the table today. What a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. In the upper room, Jesus took bread. And he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples. He said, this is my body. Just a few hours after that, his body was literally broken by a lynch mob. The spirit of the mob was there and the people yielded to the hate within them for a person who did only good. Only good. He then, Jesus, took the cup and he gave it to them and he said, this is my blood shed for you. Notice, for you. He didn't die for himself. He died like he said, for you, for you and me. Now, some things happened in the upper room. Twelve disciples and one of them was Judas. Of all people, there was a devil there within that man. Friend, you are who you yield to, who you obey. And when we obey our lust and our Feelings and our desires, then we are subject. And those lusts, feelings and desires become our idol and become our God. Look at this man, Judas, for just a moment to see what happens between Judas and Jesus in that upper room. Jesus takes the bread and he he dipped the bread and he gave it to Judas. Well, it was actually this way on his left side. Now, Jesus was the master of ceremonies. He sat in the, in the most visible, sacred place. Uh, would, would you put that uh, on, the, on the screen and just hold it there for just a moment? <clears throat> now, look a little more closely. This was the best I could find in those days, people didn't sit upright like you and I are sitting upright now. or we didn't, They didn't sit in chairs at a table like the picture that we see most of Jesus and the disciples in the upper room taking the Lord's Supper. They would recline on a couch. They would take their left hand and put it on their head like this. And there was just a common dish with all the food in, around. And they would reach over. And take a piece of food and put it in their mouth. And their feet went out that way on the couch. That's exactly how Jesus was when Mary came and anointed his feet. Now, notice it said, the scripture says, they came. she came from behind him. Not at this time, but I'm just trying to illustrate whats what we're seeing here. She came from behind him. Now, if he had been sitting in a chair, like I was sitting in a chair, how could she come behind him and cry and use her tears to wash his feet and then use her hair to dry his feet she came up behind him because his feet was out that way and she began to cry over his feet and he turns and looks at her well now here they are eating the same way and John the beloved disciple was on Jesus right now listen to this Judas was on Jesus left Now, Judas was given the highest seat of honor in in this position, in this this place, in, in this Lord's Supper institution. Judas was given the highest place. Now, let me tell you why in just a moment. Judas was on his left. Now, as they were eating, Jesus spoke and said, one of you shall betray me. And then the disciples begin to whisper among themselves, who is this that's going to do this? I'm convinced if the disciples had known it was Judas, Judas wouldn't have gotten out of that room alive. They would have killed him because Peter drew the sword and tried to kill the servant when the servant in the garden. They would have never allowed Judas out of the room. But they didn't know. But they wanted to know. They were seeking to know. Who is it? Is it I? Is it I? Is it I? So Peter motions to John, who is on his right. Now, remember, the scripture says John put his head on Jesus breast. So here is Jesus this way. Here is John this way. And so he pulls his hand down and he puts his head. John does over on Jesus breast and whispers to him. Who is it? It was a private conversation. Now, the disciples heard some of the conversation that was going on between John and Jesus and between Judas and Jesus. But they were confused. They didn't hear it all. And Jesus told them that it's going to be the person I'm going to hand the sop. In King James Version, says the sop to. Now, here we have the communion cups. Some of us will dip the sop. Some of us will drink. Those who dip, you're not doing wrong. You're absolutely doing right. Those who drink out of the little cup, you're doing right also. In the Old Testament, in the book of Ruth, chapter 2, Boaz dipped into the wine and handed it to Ruth. So we are both serving the Lord with worship to God. So Jesus dipped and handed it to Judas somewhere along the way. More than likely not immediately after so that it didn't attract too much attention to what was going on. And then look what Jesus does. Now, when I said Judas was on Jesus left, the place of highest honor. Jesus now pulls his hand down and puts his head over on Judas breast. Can you imagine having The head of Jesus, the head that was going to bear the crown of thorns, that sacred head put over on Judas. Friend, if you're going to sin, all of heaven can't stop you from sinning. We have a will. God has given us the power of choice. And even the head of Jesus on the breast of Judas couldn't stop that man from doing and leading that lynch mob to kill him. And Jesus now is talking, almost whispering, and the disciples are trying to catch what is being said. Jesus knew what was going on. He wasn't taken by surprise. He came into this world to give himself on the cross so that you and I can remember his broken body and his shed blood where our sins were punished and atoned for. We're going to remember again. We're going to come to this holy altar. Jesus was doing everything in heaven to stop that man, even putting his head on his breast and whispering to him, Judas.
2: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church, located in South Bowie, right off of Central Avenue. But just don't take my word for it. Listen to what others are saying about the church. Hi, I'm Craig and This is my family, my wife Yolanda, our oldest daughter Michelle, our next oldest daughter Madison, and our son Christopher. Uh, We've been members of the Largo Community Church for about 20 years now when my wife and I got married. And we've been blessed by the church just by having the opportunity to be here every Sunday, being welcomed by the great people that are here, Pastor Morris and the staff. And we've taken advantage of a lot of the ministries that the church has, whether it's been the financial peace sessions, the marriage retreats. Our kids have been through the summer youth camps and we just have found that this is a great place. People are known here and when you need something, They're there for you, whether it's just through supportive prayer, other ways of uplifting. So we've just found it to be a great place to have our spiritual family support us. Hi, I just wanted to say as far as coming to Largo, we've been blessed. It is a family-oriented church. We've got to know quite a few people. Our children have grown up in the church, and they've supported us. And we just feel as though you should definitely come to Largo, engage, become involved, The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Mitchellville, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
1: Let me go over to John. Let me take the scripture. Let me go to John chapter 13, verse, And his disciples, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. You see, Jesus knew exactly what he was doing, and he was doing it for us. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciples whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter asked him who he's talking about. And leaning back against Jesus, John leaned over and said, Lord, put his head right over. Who is it? Who is it that's going to do this? Jesus answered, it is one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as, listen to this, as soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered him. Going to hell at the communion table. Filled with damnation at the communion table. Friend, listen to me. There is life and death at this table. And if I never preach another sermon again, may God help us to know that we better not, we dare not come to this table with sin, arrogance, unforgiveness, Sinful habits, unless they're confessed. Once they're confessed, yes, come to the table. You have a command to come to this table. But Satan entered his a heart of Judas at the time, Jesus. Jesus himself handed him the bread. Jesus had put his head on Judas's breast. Judas had received from the hand of Jesus. The very hand of Jesus. The hand that was going to be nailed to a cross. Jesus was doing everything he could to shine light into that dark soul. But that man would have none of it. He would choose his sin. And his sin was lust and love for money and finances. For 30 pieces of silver. My God. We sell out so short. We lose, lose our souls over nothing. Mammon. Listen to what happened. And then Jesus said to with his head over on Judas's breast, and I'm reading from the scripture, what you are about to do, do quickly. Get it on. I'm ready to die. I'm ready to take the sin of the world. I'm ready to take all that hell would offer for the sake of saving the people at the Largo Community Church and the people all over the world. Go, oh, get it on. Get it on. He, Jesus told him. But no one at the meal understood what Jesus said to him. Now, it goes on to say, verse 29, since Judas had charge of the money, this man had to be the greatest actor in all the world. He would have been the king of Hollywood. He had to be the greatest hypocrite in all the world. You see, this man had to have had a great personality. Everybody loved Judas. They elected him their treasurer. He carried the money. Now, this man, all during the time, from time to time, would dip into that bag, taking the money out for his own sake. Friend, don't spend your tithe on yourself. That's what Judas was doing. He took the money out. Jesus knew what he was doing. The other disciples didn't know it. But the other disciples thought so highly of Judas that they elected him to the highest office. They had a, what we'll call, a board of directors. (laughs) But they didn't know how evil this man was. But the front that he put on, I mean, he would laugh with everybody. He was their best friend. Look out who your best friend is. Your best friend will drag you down and you'll have grief in your heart. Keep your focus on Jesus. Right is right and wrong is wrong. So Judas gets up from that table, that table there, on the left side of Jesus, and he goes out into the night. The night had come. It was literally dark outside, but darkness of night had long time ago entered his soul, and now Satan himself enters him. He walks out, a demon-controlled man. Friend, how can you go to church and come to the communion table and sell your soul to the devil? Say, oh, I wouldn't do that. If you don't confess your sins, you're doing that. Yeah, this might be the last sermon I ever preach here. <laughs> yeah. well, Judas goes out and he goes to the chief priest and he sells Jesus. He said, I've got a plan. I know where you can get him. And he said, when I go over and kiss him, you'll know that's the one. Now, what Judas did when he kissed Jesus, that was very customary in that day. Students would, would always go to their teacher and kiss their teacher. And so Judas went over and called Jesus teacher when he called him rabbi. And he kissed him. And Jesus looked at him and he said, will you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? Will you lose your soul and betray Jesus with an attitude, with a disposition, with an unforgiving spirit? Will you betray me with a kiss? Peter then draws out his sword and he went for that servant of the high priest. and He cuts off his ear. And Jesus then says to him, put your sword up. He said, don't you know that I could call now for 12 legions of angels? You know how many 12 legions are? Count them out. Look in the dictionary, a legion, 12 of them. That is 72,000 angels. What a moment that was. And Judas they'll pray to it well they did have a trial for Jesus they took him to the high priest they took him to the Sanhedrin there was Pilate Annas Caiaphas back to Pilate again Pilate is telling them there's nothing I can find there is no fault there is no reason to kill this man and they kept crying out that lynch mob crucify him crucify him friend don't get caught up in somebody else's attitude and spirit get caught up in the attitude and spirit of jesus let jesus be your god and follow him
2: we hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in god but before we go here's pastor jack morris with some concluding thoughts
1: I thank God for you, friend, and for allowing me to come to you in your home, in your car, wherever you are, with the healing word. His word, the word of God, strengthens our faith in the Lord Jesus for the healing of our troubles, our disappointments, heartbreaks, physical needs. He sent his word and healed them. I would appreciate it, friend. I would appreciate it greatly if you would remember me in this broadcast with your prayers, with an offering. The Healing Word needs you. I need you. Mail your gift to The Healing Word, 1701 Enterprise Road, Bowie, Maryland, 20721. The Healing Word, 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. Or go to the church website, largocc.org. That's largoc org, And click on The Healing Word. Thank you for helping me to keep this broadcast on the air. Thank you, friend.
2: I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in Monday at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.